I'm gonna start. You want to just talk about the foot real quick? Depress everyone. Depress everyone real quick. You want to depress everyone real quick? Even though I'm just talking to you, there's no, there are no cameras here. We don't need to announce this. It's fine. Ruptured Achilles. Um, was watching the storm video and uh, I was like, yeah, I could, I could have podiumed in that course had I not destroyed my leg. So it's yeah. one of those what if things. What yeah. if? Yeah. Well, and if, and if you were in New York, like mm. while they were there, mm -hmm. like you know, mm. it has to be a perfect storm of like hell. Perfect <laughs> storm of oh, <laughs> destroying leg. I didn't even going to New York at that time. Yeah. And and going fast. And not messing up. Mm. What did you think of the video? Um, video was cool. Um, I guess the the biggest thing I got out of it, I mean like the the gym it was all like indoor. Um, it was all in the in the gym. I guess it's Brooklyn Zoo, the upstairs, which looks actually like a really cool part of the facility because the the downstairs part doesn't really look very exciting for parkour, but the upstairs it uh, looks like they spent a lot of time uh, putting putting a lot more into it. Um, so that was cool, sort of getting to see the fe feature of that, but, um, you know, and it's hard to tell, like, like what a lot of the guys are even doing, um, mm -hmm. in terms of, like, how big the jumps are. It's like, you don't really have any really, uh, scale. Some of the bar work is really cool, um, but the main thing that I got out of it was, like, the time trials thing, which I didn't actually know they were doing, like, time trials courses for... The, uh, for their tour, like for all the stops. I, I don't know if they do for all the stops, but I think that's a really cool concept. Yeah, um, I think you were comparing the other day to uh, the Off the Edge tour where they were doing the kind of breakout wall competitions. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think actually the Storm tour, they were doing time trial competitions at every gym they stopped at. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that's a really cool concept because it's like the answer to like Corey and Jesse's tour, which was all like freestyle based, right? It was like the answer. The answer. <laughs> well, for, for me, for I part mean, where for, I mean, it, you know, I, it's not like I, 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 I see it as sort of like I see parkour as all encompassing. Like I don't, like I don't, like I think it's funny. It's storm free run, but they do like time trials and they, it's like free running. Like that term to me, like doesn't really describe anything it's just like another way of saying parkour I guess mm. um, I'd say a bad way of saying parkour <laughs> but uh, but I really like um, I really like the freestyle things that the, the three uh, excuse me the freestyle comps that they did uh, at the off the edge tour um, so it wasn't always a wall comp it was they also did like combo like best combo thing right um, which I thought was really cool um, but again they didn't do any like time trial stuff and I'm really glad that um, somebody out there went and like they went on a tour, Storm went on a tour and they did this whole time trials thing because um, it, I think that's a really underdeveloped part of the sport. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's enough of those types of competitions out there. I feel like all of them are tending to be freestyle oriented um, and the biggest one right now, Art of Motion, is obviously that. So, yeah, I don't know. How do you feel? How do you feel about that? Um, I thought it was really cool that they were doing uh, speed courses or mm -hmm. time trials, as they're as they're calling them. Time trials seems to be the more 
one of the more popular terms mm -hmm. for what to call timed parkour. Mm -hmm. Although I don't like the, I just don't like the term trial. It's like you're, mm -hmm. it, it sounds like they have to like stop and solve a Rubik's cube in the middle or something. <laughs> a time trial. Well, I mean, time trial, like the term I think also comes from like other speed sports. Like going say like skiing, mm -hmm. there's like time trials and like and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know, I'm not, not super familiar on, on the lingo and other sports, but I've heard, I've heard the term like in other sport, not right. related to parkour, so. Yeah, I guess I've I always said speed course. And yeah, speed course to me was like the, the term, but. Um, the obvious one. <laughs> but I guess it's a, it is a speed course, um, but running it for time would be called, considered time trial. I don't know. So. Mm -hmm. um, did you, uh, what did you think of the, uh, I guess the formatting that you saw of the, the speed courses, like how they were doing it? Um, it, I don't, I don't know enough, I feel. Um, I definitely, there's definitely clearly a point where they have like a ground is lava sort of, uh, thing, which, uh, you know, it, it there's some cool, like it forces, uh, athletes to do something um, that, I mean, I guess the, the designer of the course wants them to do, like, okay, just going down to the ground and running isn't an option, you have to, like, incorporate that, but um, I find that ground is lava courses, and we've done these in the past, um, mm -hmm. and we've experimented quite a bit with ground is lava courses, it, I find it actually is, um, it gives, a like, a false penalty for something that shouldn't shouldn't exist like if you touch the ground like all, I don't know what their rule was in that competition but a lot of times if you touch the ground it's like okay you have you get 10 seconds added to your time or like or you're just disqualified from the course entirely which to me is really stupid because there's no real there's it's not really lava it's not like you fell in lava it's not like you fell in water it's not like you fell in a gap right you just you fell to the ground so if I find that when you design courses, it has to be more checkpoint based. And if you want to encourage people to go at height and not touch the ground, then you have to design a course in which um, rewards people for going to height rather than um, forcing them to. Yeah, like I think we learned that that lesson at PC one. Uh, we had twenty thirteen or whatever you want to call it. We had uh, two courses. The first one, there was a jump at the end over our foam pit, mm -hmm. and then the second course was a, a ground is lava course. Yeah. And I felt like a lot of athletes that should have done well, that were basically more skilled for speed courses, didn't do as well as, as they could have because of the those restrictions. It just it leaves so much more open to chance. Um, it takes away, I think, some creativity too. It's putting like an extra restriction on on the way people can run the course. Like if you if you want people all to do a speed course and, and run it exactly the same way, put tons of restrictions on it. Yeah. The more restrictions you put on a course, the the more boring it's basically going to be to to run in because everyone's going to run the same way. Yeah. If you can find a way to allow people to take different routes, then it's a uh, I, I want to say more pure to parkour and the, you know, it's more enjoyable, I think, to compete in. So I guess that's that's thinking in terms of like strategy and like create, mm -hmm. creatively and strategy. But I think also like, you know, if somebody does go and touch the ground in a particular spot, um, 
I find, it, I mean, so let's say they mess up, I guess, the course. I find that it's way, it, I, having less restrictions, not having that ground is lava rule will allow the athletes to, um, to come up with, like in the moment, creative ways to solve the problem that they just messed up. Right, like the just recovering from a mistake is huge, and if you if you make every little rule like, oh, this is this is a penalty, so you add time here, or no, you're completely disqualified because you messed up. It's like it, it eliminates the the whole factor of like coming back and doing and like still like getting back up and finishing the course, or or just recovering by doing something really cool. Um, to fix your mistake, um, and while maybe it might not be as fast as if you hadn't made a mistake, you still might be in contention for reaching the podium or something. Like mm -hmm. that, right. So. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I think uh, the one thing that uh, I saw in the video where my initial reaction was like, oh, dang, was uh, they were using an iPhone <laughs> at the <that> time. <laughs> yeah iPhone timers. I mean, I can't, uh, uh, right after I thought that, I, I kind of rethought it and I was like, well, who knows if this was a plan or an afterthought or something to actually do these competitions uh, during the during their jams. Yeah. Uh, it would have been cool, I guess, if along the way, maybe one of them brought in a uh, stopwatch or just something other than yeah. <laughs> Well, th so I, I guess like, for people that don't know, the reason um, <laughs> the iPhone timer is, is bad is because you can't watch somebody cross the finish line and press the stop button at the same time. You have to like look down to actually hit it correctly because there's no like touch sensitivity. So um, I found personally, anytime I've used my iPhone for timing speed runs, it's really difficult to stop it on time. Mm. Um, and I've been to other competitions, I won't say which ones, um, that have used iPhones mm -hmm. uh, as uh, timers. And I always find that a little bit disappointing because, um, again, it's not going to be accurate, uh, at least as accurate as, a, as an actual hand timer stopwatch. Mm -hmm. um, and even better than that would be laser timers. Yeah, sure, um, something that the athlete can trip. Yeah. Yep. I don't know, I, I'm just really happy that Parkour is getting to the point where time trials are starting to be more accepted. Right. Um, you know, previously it was like, oh, you know, uh, parkour shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be competitive. But it's okay that free running is competitive. Yeah. Like, I don't know where that idea even came from because mm -hmm. it's wrong. Like, even like Seb um, Fukan, mm -hmm. he, the founder of free running, like, he said, competition shouldn't exist in free running like if yeah. I, but he's like follow your own way so uh, I don't I don't really understand where that idea even came from but yeah. I'm just glad it's coming back up and uh, I, I was looking actually through the comments because I was curious uh, on the storm video and I only saw one comment that was like uh, parkour uh, competition in parkour just does not seem right and it's like Cool. It's only one. You know, usually, it's like usually it's a lot more. We've gotten a lot more flack for doing NAPC than mm -hmm. uh, than the star video received, which is you know it's good. It means yeah. it's progress. It's always ironic to me because all the people I think that were against competition and parkour before mm -hmm. uh, 
they they allowed the free running or the freestyle man or whatever you want to call it they allowed it to become more popular mm -hmm. i think actually you want to call it free running whatever is more popular than traditional parkour right now i yeah. think in, to the mainstream mm -hmm. and i think it's because the people that were doing that were less uptight about competitions and exposure and media deals and clothing deals and stuff like that whereas globalization of it, parkour yeah industry. whereas the traditional parkour guys uh were just so against that uh, mm -hmm. back in the you know late or no, it's late 2000s <laughs> um you know the 2005 2010 era or whatever mm -hmm. uh so many parkour guys were so against that that it just stopped the sport i think from expanding yeah. and uh yet like there's like you know, Yamakaze are in movies and yeah. David Bell's in movies and you know, granted they were they're all still against competition. Maybe David Bell might have some difference of opinion there, but who knows? Like he wanted it to be in the Olympics, but I don't know what his view of it was, if it wasn't gonna be competitive or what. But um but yeah, it, it's um I, I almost I kinda disagree with you a little bit. I mean I, I think I think you're right in in, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, I think the traditional parkour people tended to hold back their own, the growth of their own sport. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, the 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 free running style or freestyle, what I I would just call freestyle um, parkour, is basically uh, I think it's just more attractive. Um, in general, I think most people see that, like, I mean, like, yeah, we get kids that come in here all the time. It's like, can you do a backflip? Mm -hmm. You know, like, do a flip for us. You know, it's like, um, flipping just in general, like, it's, it tends to be more exciting for, and it's, and it's more, almost more relatable. It's like, what is, I mean, what, like, parkour, just the, the standard parkour movement, traditional parkour movement, jumping and doing, it's like, people don't really understand it that well. Um, but I think people can understand a flip a lot easier. Um, they can understand like, oh, that guy's doing some crazy acrobatic line or like performance. He's perform. He's a performer. That's what it is, right? And so I think that helped grow the sport faster as well. Um, but part of that too is art of motion, and again, the not non reluctance to to engage in competition. Um, mm. I think that helped a lot too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know if people necessarily understand flipping more though. Sure. They don't understand yeah. twisting. They understand. They understand a backflip. They understand. Yeah. One simple flip, but I, I think what you're getting at is that it's it's more of a spectacle. It's more of an obvious right. spectacle, whereas a, a precision jump is still you know still impressive. You know some of those like a really mm -hmm. clean repetition. It's like wow he didn't die, but uh, it it doesn't have the same. Again, you've seen flips in circus and stuff like that. Yeah. Here's people doing, I don't know, concrete. Uh, so again, it has that immediate spectacle to the mainstream audience or the muggles or yeah. whatever you want to say. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree, I agree with that. I mean, again, it's like that. It, it, I mean, people have seen circus before. Um, <laughs> people have, um, have seen... Um, acrobats before so mm -hmm. I, that's I guess what, what I mean by like they can relate to flips a little bit better because they've seen things like that and when they see people doing it outside it's like easier to relate to right. whereas parkour just like the, like people don't get parkour still like people come in here and we're trying to teach them like these moves and stuff and it's like they don't really get it 
it's like why are we doing these moves <laughs> yeah. um, and you have to like kind of explain to them like why the moves are useful mm -hmm. and like sort of the concept of parkour without you know boring them or <laughs> and still trying to keep them interested but yeah. um but yeah i don't know i yeah. think it's, i find yeah. it almost harder to get intuitive with people when you bring in freestyle moves though too sure or yeah. you bring in uh, awkward parkour or whatever we're, yeah. we're calling awkward. it you mean tech <laughs> yeah it's like why are we doing this cat leap to this pole down here mm -hmm. <laughs> That doesn't seem like a quick A to B thing, and then yeah. you have to go into explaining that. So. Yeah, I, I remember like um, like a long time ago, I was trying to explain to people, like a couple of my friends, what parkour was, and and I was at the same time showing them a video, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, and I'll never forget this. My friend uh, was watching this. He's like, that doesn't seem very efficient to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, exactly. well, yeah, but like. In this imaginary scenario, it would be totally, yeah. you know, efficient, you know, but, but again, people don't immediately grasp it. Um, you have to sort of be yeah. immersed in it to really understand it. And I think that's sort of, actually, that's probably a big part of why people don't relate to parkour as easily and, and they don't, mm -hmm. they don't get in, get into it, I guess, or, or it's not as popular as because they can't, they don't have the background to understand it. Um, that people who have like just put time into practicing and just researching um, yeah yeah and I just want to say that's, a, that's another reason why I think uh, this new surging popularity of speed courses mm -hmm. is is really good for uh, making parkour relatable I agree and understandable to the mainstream because it's measurable <laughs> it's measurable and also people uh, you know you tend to change how you would normally approach a line as soon as you're being timed, mm -hmm. um, I know. Is it in the storm video? I noticed like one guy did a reverse fall, and I was yeah. like, "Don't do a reverse fall in speed courses. Yeah. It's not. It, it is not. No reverse faults. No rolling. Yeah. There is no uh. way a reverse fall can be faster than any other move. And there's no way a reverse fall is fast. Um, yeah. Anyway, I sh shouldn't talk about strategy too much, though. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get back in it. Either, so. Yeah, I actually found the, the everyone competing against <laughs> me or Renee should do reverse vaults, rolls, um, <laughs> so lazy vaults. Lazy vaults are oh, they're really, really fast, fast, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah. I mean, but it, it's interesting how uh, how how things change when you um, when you actually put a clock to it. Mm -hmm. It's like oh, like. Like I remember the first first competition that I ever, well, probably second competition I ever competed in was um, here at when we did it at Andy Livingston Park, right? And I did like a big dive roll because I thought it might be fast to get to my feet, but it was like the slowest thing ever, um, and uh, and that completely changed my view of rolls. It's like okay, never roll on a speed. <laughs> yeah, um, if you can take the drop or or do a yeah. touchdown or something. Yeah, touchdown or or, or just yeah. Just get you know get to your being on your feet is always going to be faster. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I think we can uh, talk about parkour versus free running and speed courses and stuff forever. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we'll get back to some current things. Uh, Giles uh, has been uh, doing a little bit of game changer. Things himself with uh, his his new uh, show Giles compiles. I think is the. Is it a game changer? Uh, it's a. 
Uh, I mean, just, like I just to play like devil's advocate, mm-hmm. it is kind of the same exact format so far mm-hmm. as the original flow. Well, show. I think he's trying to include news, though. I don't know. Did because he, he did a quick throw to Red Bull mm-hmm. and was like, you know, some people that placed, blah blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Um, did Flow Show do that? Did they do current events? I'm actually not too sure. I mean, you, well, um, there was a couple episodes where Tim, or at least one episode where Tim was at Art of Motion that mm-hmm. year. I don't remember if it was two two years ago, I guess. Um, and you know, he's like, you know, hot tub, like probably on something and like talking about like life or something. Um, <laughs> vegan um but uh I, yeah i mean i don't remember if they did like specifically that. i mean yeah I, I i don't get me wrong i loved giles compiles the mm-hmm. the new um video that he did um not just because he gave us sh- gave us a shout out <laughs> and talked about talked about mixtape five and yeah. um uh, stuff uh, i i loved it actually i prefer to watch him that the new flow show is terrible by the way i don't know yeah if you i don't know it. Trev is... It's terrible. He's very monotone. His delivery. The most boring person he's to, to I don't, listen to. It's almost like he's... Um, it's like a BBC special or something. <laughs> and he's talking about... Uh, he's talking about history. Or something. No, like giving but see, a history lesson. But that would, that would assume that he, he like is knowledgeable about the stuff that he's <laughs> talking about. Too. He's not... He doesn't seem... He doesn't seem knowledgeable about it. I mean, maybe he is. Maybe he trains. I don't know. Um, but he's seen, he's boring. Um, Giles, at least, uh, but I think the cool thing about Giles doing it is he's somebody who's really, really actively a part of the community. Um, you know, he yeah. has, he has his own like clothing brand, the Modus Project. Um, he's, he traveled with Jesse and Corey mm-hmm. on the Off the Edge tour. He did the Storm tour. Yeah. He's, uh, I would be safe to admit that Giles knows more about what's going on than I do. Like, knows yeah. more about, like, what the cool videos are, who's awesome, who's doing what. Yeah. Knows more people, is more connected, probably, than anyone. Yeah, the, you know what the other cool thing about him doing it is, um, you know, he talks about videos in the show, obviously, because videos are a big part of our parkour culture. But, like, the biggest thing is he's, he's a videographer for mm-hmm. parkour. So it's like, if anyone can talk about that, it's him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, totally. He's like the, I think he might be the only one really like making a living mm-hmm. like doing professional parkour videography. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's other people who like dabble in it and like do it on the side, but in terms of like actually like like he's he, like I said he's doing the tours. He's going to every major event and doing some kind of project mm-hmm. with it. And he trains. <laughs> and he trains, <laughs> and he trains yeah. too. So. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I really like it. Yeah. I think. Uh, if, if he would, if he does want to make this thing more of a game changer, like totally flip the format and stuff, I think he really needs to start taking his expertise and applying it. Mm-hmm. So, not just talking about what he thought was cool in the video, but talking about the shots in detail, talking about the moves in detail, mm-hmm. um, just you know, geeking out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I, it's going to be hard to do, I think, as one person. He's probably setting up the shot himself. Right. He's, this is probably just a one-man show. You know, he yeah. sets up the tripod, sets up the shot, stands in front of it, doesn't have someone feeding the lines and stuff. But who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe he could bring in another person to help him out. You know, in terms of prepping him for for the shoot or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think he has a lot more to offer than than what he's doing so far. But hey, one episode. Uh, yeah. It was already a huge improvement from from what we've seen in the past. Yeah. 
with this kind of format. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, more Giles, more. <laughs> more Giles face. Yeah. Great. Uh, what else happened the last week? Um, the uh, KO or the No Obstacles brand, the WFBF. It's WFPF, not WFPF. Yeah, WFPF. They uh, are coming out with a new shoe. Um, the KO Drop. KO Drop, which looks I guess better. Than I guess it means zero drop is the... Is yeah, the, is I mean, the, it's clever. It's clever. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, That's a good name. I, I've, I'm not hating on the name. Um, it is It is very clever marketing scheme. It's, yeah. like, it's like, that's the big thing now, too. Yeah. It's like zero drop. Although I will hate on the no obstacles as a, as a name, <laughs> like no obstacles, no free. I've never got that. I, I mean, I get it. Well, I get it, but I say don't it, and get it's it. like no obstacles. There's no, there's no obstacles. Obstacles, you know about freedom. It's just, it's a weird, almost elitist phrase that uh, I kind of see what they were doing with it, but I just think it was a massive failure, and if they want to keep growing that they should probably drop that uh, I don't know if it was a failure because it's clear like it's uh, the name of their business now right like WFPF yeah. like well, was sort of the well it's, it's, it's no obstacles they shorted it it's just about yeah, yeah, knowing yeah, obstacles yeah, yeah. which I think saved it probably a bit that cleaned it up yeah as a as a branding phrase that yeah I didn't like it when it said oh, it's, it's no obstacles no freedom mm -hmm. uh, I didn't like that second no. part <laughs> but, um, I thought it was weird because it's almost like if if there are no obstacles, mm -hmm. there's no freedom. We can't have freedom because we don't have any obstacles. But then you, but then if you read it, it's no obstacles. Like as in like, I understand yeah. obstacles. <laughs> I understand freedom. It's, it's, yeah. it's a I don't know. It's a it's it's kind of clever. It gets you thinking at least about it, and you you won't forget it. So I guess in terms of like from a business standpoint, it could be useful. But anyway, the shoe. <laughs> The shoe, um, I'm very curious about it. Um, Max did a little video, Max Henry mm -hmm. did a video where he was sort of testing out the, the, I guess it's just a prototype. He was plugging it. He was plugging it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure he actually had a lot to do with the design of it as well. Well, that's the way he's delivering the talk anyways, which seemed a little bit scripted for me. Um, I actually, uh, one thing about that video where he's saying, you know, we're going to work it out for you guys, da, 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 like we, I hope he's getting a cut, it's <laughs> probably not, but yeah. to use those words, he's, 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 he's basically putting himself out there as a spokesperson and a, honestly, producer of this product, yeah. you know, it's not something that I would, you know, ask one of the coaches or athletes here mm -hmm. to wear a t-shirt and say, we did this, I, I'm, pretty actually against the use of the word we in yeah. a lot of ways uh, when we're talking about parkour brands. Um, and I don't know if he realizes, yeah, he's putting his name behind this thing and that's going to sell it a lot. So I hope yeah. there's more incentive for him than just three pair of shoes max and yeah. a couple of bucks. I hope he's uh, getting something out of it. Yeah. But I'll give him a benefit of the doubt. Maybe he is. Maybe it's totally worth it for him. This ceiling's coming down right now. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, wow. I've got a guy working up <laughs> stairs right now. It's probably Scott. He's pulling the nice. He's pulling a little cable through the ceiling. We'll just uh, we'll just ignore that. 
That's great. That's cool. Just roll with it. Um, I thought I thought it was interesting. What do you think about the actual shoe itself? Let's just talk. Well, about yeah. So, the, what do I think about the actual shoe? Um, From what you see. The actual like it was interesting because Max was saying that the rubber. I mean, he was admitting that the rubber wasn't on point yet. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess they still have to sort out like the, the actual outsole of it, um, which is huge. <laughs> like in my view, that's actually probably the biggest part of the shoe. Not the fact that it's zero drop, but can it stick to anything? Mm -hmm. If it can't stick to anything, then you don't have a good shoe. Yeah. I mean, that's the bottom line. So, um, so yeah, I guess that's my concern. Uh, is if, if they get the rubber on point, it, it looks like it's just like a. Asics Corrido. Um, that's what I heard it was like modeled after. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, like I'm kind of getting annoyed with like parkour shoes like just ripping off yeah, other shoes. You, um, yeah. It, it's, I mean, I don't know if that's exactly what they did, but mm -hmm. that's what I, that's what, it, what it, I've heard it looks like. Um, and I guess they're not really done with the design on the top part of the shoe either. Mm -hmm. They were like saying it's just kind of model prototype so really what I what I got from it is that they don't have a shoe yet <laughs> they just yeah. it's just like a concept for a shoe like in terms of like zero drop um, you know and and like you know athletic design but they mm -hmm. don't really have a, a shoe yet um, but I find it interesting that they're advertising for it so early when they don't have it it would be nice to get some non-WFPF affiliated testimonials on it. Sure. Um, again, like copying a shoe, like they tried that with the Kalenji and yeah. it was shit. That yeah. shoe was terrible. Yeah. Um, I tried one on and it was, it, it, cause, cause a, a lot of thought into professional like shoe companies or for shoe companies, mm -hmm. they, uh, they, um, a lot of thought goes into making an outsole, into making the mm -hmm. sole of the shoe, um, and you know how much arch support and things like that. And right. the the Kalenji ripoff uh, was just like this flat piece that had kind of the same rubber model at the bottom, and uh, didn't wasn't a comfortable shoe, yeah, at all. Um, so when you rip off another shoe, uh, I, I just think it would cost more money, but I think that the solution is starting from scratch, really. Like yeah. take take everything that you would want in a parkour shoe, and maybe rip off a couple other things from other shoes, but really try to start from scratch. And maybe they're doing that. Again, we haven't seen enough to really. Well, I think Olo Olo's done that. They sort of started yeah, from scratch. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I respect that. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't used Olo, but I, I haven't really. Uh, one, I don't think they they look good. Yeah, <laughs> and, I don't. And two, like the actual. The size of the shoe just really like bothers me. Like I don't like it when I, I'm wearing big old clown shoes. That was one thing that that I didn't. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I didn't get the um, was it the K-Swiss Ariaki was uh, I felt they looked massive and I felt like I would like hit my feet on things. Like I know that sounds silly, but like. Um, I do a lot of dive rolls, and like, yeah. I feel like my feet would do like clip on stuff. I had a pair of Ariakis, um that I got for free. Tyson, um, gave, you Tyson gave me a pair of cut. I think I still have them put away somewhere because they're a very funny color. Um, and yeah, the heel is massive on them, mm -hmm. and they're, they're just not a comfortable shoe. I felt really weird doing parkour on them. Really, yeah, really awkward. But again, like going back to yeah, like yeah, they have to start. You gotta start from scratch. Um, but it's expensive. It's totally expensive. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'm. Uh, I guess the new t there's a new Tempest shoe coming out as well. Mm. I don't know if it's kind of the same thing yeah. as the orange bottom ones. Uh, NLS NLS two. Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Um, so I don't know if they're starting from scratch with that or if they're again just kind of gonna rip off the SI18s or whatever it is. But um, but yeah, I think I think people like the problem is no nobody in parkour yet is like a shoe designer. Mm -hmm. And because nobody in parkour is a shoe designer, or they're not working with shoe designers, they're just like, they take this, they're like, hey, replicate this shoe that people tend to like yeah. in parkour. And it's like, well, you don't really get anywhere with that. Mm -hmm. um, can I plug Stripe You just did. I just did. <laughs> um, yeah, I, just, I got the new Strike Movement shoes, and I really like them. They're, um, the rubber's awesome. I haven't I haven't used them for parkour very much yet, but um, they're pretty much broken in. It's just a little bit tight on the top here, but that material is supposed to to wear in. And these aren't specifically designed for parkour. It's like an all-purpose movement shoe, um, yeah. which I think is cool. It's a cool concept because you know um, there should be. I mean, like most of the shoes we find anyway aren't designed for parkour. No. Like the, what are the Adidas Adistars. And that's exactly why you shouldn't rip them off. Yeah. Like even, um, even Adistars. Adistars is a, is a straight r running shoe. Yeah. It's a straight, it's, it's narrow. It's a straight running shoe for, for like an old school track flat. Yeah. Um, so it's not designed for anything side to side. It's not, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think what's cool what Strike Movement is doing is they, if you talk to uh, Mark, the, the founder is, is they've, um, Every time they've released a new collection, they've, they've taken feedback and tried to design it for the different movements you could do in the shoe. Mm -hmm. And uh, they started trying to get with parkour guys a long time ago. Mm -hmm. They approached us like two years ago. And I, the first model of the shoe, which, which I'm wearing right now, that has this foam on the bottom, um, I, I immediately looked at it and was like, nope, this is not a parkour shoe. Yeah, I can't do parkour on this shoe. Um, it's a comfy walk around shoe, uh, but it's not, I can't stick to walls in that. I can't stick to railings. So I'm going to slip. Uh, and they took that feedback and it took them two years. Yeah. <laughs> they took that feedback yeah. and they, uh, they've made a full cross platform outsole. Yeah. Uh, all rubber. Uh, my next criticism is that I think a lot of the tops they're putting on them will probably start to wear down. But then again, I've, I've duct taped tops of a lot of other shoes that I've yeah. owned too. So I mean, I don't really know what the solution to that is really. Um, mm. I mean, it actually the top seems like it's actually quite durable material. That's what um, it seems like, but I bet if I like drag my toe on like a brick wall, it's gonna yeah. open. Do you remember the 510 Descents? Yeah, they uh, had that rubber. It was like, rubber on top. I think yeah. that's cool. I think that's, it's gonna make the shoe heavier. Um, I think it also looks kind of but <laughs> yeah, I'm okay, man. Like work with the designer. Like sure, these, sure. I'm sure they could work it out. Those look pretty fly. Like yeah. I think they could. Uh, oh yeah, they could work something out. It's it's not impossible. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, basically. So, I think strikes on the. I think they're on the right track. Mm -hmm. um, based on this model, I guess is the Chill Pill Transit. Yep. Is that what it's called? Yeah. So the other one, the Pace, seems like it has some more durable material around yeah. where you would, where you would roll onto the side of your foot or something. So. Yeah. I think uh, I think they're on the right track, and I'm excited excited to um, to break these in a little bit more and, and use them a little bit more and see. Mm -hmm. They seem to stick to pretty much everything um, that I find in parkour. The rail, like the rail sensitivity, is really good, and it sticks to it. So, um, yeah, I like them. Yeah. Um, 
back to back to the KO shoe. Yeah. Uh, there's kind of one more thing I want to talk about around that, and that's uh, their their water crisis campaign. Yeah. Um, I told you to watch that earlier today. Yeah. Um, just watch the video. Um, and I'm not trying to. I'm a, I'm a skeptic, you know, I'm, I'm a skeptic, <laughs> I'm a critical guy, um, so there's, I guess, some bias in being a skeptic. Mm-hmm. Um, so nothing I say is intended to be hateful or an attack, but mm-hmm. anytime a, a corporation does something charitable, mm-hmm. I'm immediately skeptical. Mm-hmm. Immediately skeptical. Anytime a corporation does something charitable and announces it, particularly at the same time they're bringing in a new product, I'm skeptical to what they're doing. Um, so I looked into the water crisis campaign, and um, there's nothing weird about it. Like they're they're doing a film. Um, it's to it, they're trying to get funds, and in exchange for funds, they're giving product. So in a way, they're just selling their product, mm-hmm. and then those funds are going towards uh, funding their film project, where they're going to go to somewhere in Africa there's a water crisis happening, they're going to show parkour to the kids, they're going to make parks or with probably out of just scaffolding and plywood and uh, make a parkour video that also ties into the water crisis. Um, my problem with it is that I think if you really want to do something for the water crisis, you should directly give money to uh, the water crisis. Like I, I just quickly googled like water crisis. Right. And there's watercrisis.org, water crisis project, all these things that say you can directly give money to build wells and and, right. and things that are gonna actual solutions. Yeah, because um, is showing kids parkour and stuff like some of these kids. It's, it's sad, man. Like some of these kids, like they're they're not living to the age of five because they're dying of thirst. That's terrible. And. It almost seems really ignorant to come in and say, we're going to show them how to overcome obstacles. It's like, the main thing that popped in my head when I heard that was, so that they cannot die of thirst? Yeah. Like, this is their, the thing? I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'm being unfair. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I guess I, I, I didn't, like, think too deeply about this. I mean, mm-hmm. I, just, I just watched the... Um, the no off schools uh, or the WFPF water crisis video just right before this, mm-hmm. and uh, it looks like it's like that you know they're doing a documentary to raise awareness about the water crisis, and um, and through that they're using it to promote their uh, their organization, their shoe, whatever. For me, it's I'm thinking in terms of it's marketing for them, um, but if they weren't interested in that marketing this awareness wouldn't ha- wouldn't even happen right so like you know hopefully what ends up happening is it is successful and you know people see see the see the documentary and then they're inspired to donate to do to help out these actual you know donate towards these actual solutions like building a well or um, just getting water in the bellies of kids in Africa yeah um, I just find it's 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 interesting though because like um, why exactly is it the water crisis that they choose and not some other um, charity or 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 crisis? I think the guy behind it, um, and he, you know, I don't know anything about him. Mm -hmm. Um, He's in their video, 
Uh, when he comes on screen, that was like, whoa, because he, he kind of talks like this a little bit. We're going to it just the video really reminded me of South Park. Like it just really came out as this South Park episode where like cue inspirational music, cue actor guy, like you know, uh, have you been to Africa? You know. Um, anyways, um, he. Who knows? Maybe he's a great guy. Um, and maybe he's gone to Africa and done the whole um, help digging wells and, mm -hmm. and actually doing things that directly influence um, solving the water crisis. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there probably came a point where he was like, I gotta promote this No Obstacles brand. I really like the water crisis. How can I? I do this and mm -hmm. it, it the whole thing though because of that comes off as like really forced to me mm. um, and like I said it's great that it, that you know maybe the ends will be this great thing but but to me like the the, the means don't always justify the ends and uh, yeah it just comes off as this really silly kind of forced thing to me mm -hmm. uh, that in the end of it maybe we'll have a great uh, influence and in, in cause and everything right. but I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna reserve judgment. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, cause like, yeah, there's a serious water crisis. <laughs> like, we, like uh, that definitely needs, that definitely is an issue. And it, it is definitely one of those issues that tends to be overlooked because um, in North America, we do take a lot of water for granted, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's a cup of water just sitting right there. Nobody's drinking it because nobody's thirsty. Oh, plant, you know man. what? The plant is the plant, thirsty. The plant is thirsty. Um, but so are kids in Africa. I mean, we use, we use water to get, you know, coffee that, you know, with these, you know, cups that we're just going to throw away, like, we don't really care about. So, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a disparity between, like, obviously what's going on in Africa and, like, our lives in this first world country. Yeah. Um, and I think that is, I think that is kind of a problem. I think we should be able to look in the mirror and, and realize, like, there's, like, something going Absolutely. on. Um, but, but again, like, you know, it does seem forced. It does seem a little bit strange. Um, the whole video just comes off as really scripted. Um, they're constantly shooting out words about overcoming obstacles and yeah. how, what parkour means. And it, um, I see Max talking, and, I, and it, I've, I've, you know, I've met Max. I've hung out with him. He didn't talk to me about the water crisis. He didn't talk to me about how he. Yeah, that's not his biggest not, passion. It's right? not, you know. And I, I'm not trying to call him out as like you're being fake or, or whatever. You know, like I said, this is something he was approached with, and I'm sure he thought it was like a great cause. And hey, he gets to do parkour video with it and everything mm. so you know that's all good um, I just for me personally they're asking for funds and I'd rather give my money to um, an organization that is directly building something that is going to affect the water crisis rather like than straight, rather than money. rather than make a movie about parkour and and water crisis. and water crisis yeah yeah that's my whole thing yeah and uh, I'd you know, like it if when people watch this stuff that that kind of. So let's say here's the <laughs> hypothetical. So let's say if you actually gave if you gave money to make the documentary and mm -hmm. the documentary went on to inspire other people to give money to the solutions like the, the actual solutions like directly to the water, yeah. like would it then be worth it to you? Yeah, like I because I, then wouldn't more people be able to give money? 
if they know more oh, like, about it. So you're it. saying when the when the finished feature film or whatever comes out, yeah. and then it has links to directly... Yeah, I think yeah. that's the point. That's the point. Right. Um, but it's almost a gamble. It's almost, on their part, they're raising all this money to make this thing, and what if the film isn't effective? Right. Yeah, that's um, true. It's, it, you know, and they're, they're trying to spin it with parkour, and I... And again, I'm, I'm skeptical that it's going to be effective, that parkour, they're trying to tie in this whole parkour, overcoming obstacles thing, and overcome mm -hmm. the water crisis is really going to get to people and be like, oh my god, water crisis. I think actually the Sarah McLaughlin, you know, commercials, where the, in the eyes of an angel, like, you know, every time those commercials come on, you're like, oh, they got all these kids, and then you got to, you know, reach into your pocket. I think those are, those are more effective at, uh, you know, getting people to, to donate money than, uh, I don't know, jumping around on stuff and then trying to philosophically tie it in, right? Yeah, feel good part. So I, I, I see what they're doing. I, I'm sure their hearts are in the right place at the end of it all. I just think it was kind of forced and not particularly well thought out. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if it's gonna be successful. I don't know if it's gonna really, you know, get people to yeah. to donate to the actual solutions for you know, you know, I <laughs> as. As bad as it sounds, I think a lot of people are gonna just see it and be like, "Oh, cool parkour! Oh, like that made me feel something," and then go on with the rest of their day, take yeah. a long shower, yeah. you know, um, take the water for granted, and mm -hmm. you know, keep living the North American lifestyle. Because um, yeah. I think that's what generally happens. You know? I mean, anytime you want to make change, it's it's one interaction at a time, you yeah. know, face to face interaction. Like if I. If all of a sudden I had told everyone on staff, like, hey, I'm shutting off the water <laughs> so that you guys can feel like what it's, what it's yeah, like to yeah. be thirsty, um, you know, that might get people thinking. But it really has to be direct, I think, for this sort of thing. To, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I guess we'll see how it works out, how it ends out. Yeah. Um, hopefully it is, you know, a positive thing and it's not wasted money. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. We will see what happens. Anyway, um, I think that's uh, pretty good for today. Cool. Got some stuff to do, so cheers. Cheers. And uh, we missed two weeks in a row. Uh, sorry about that. And today's Wednesday. We, we, meant to, we meant to film these things on a Tuesday. So we'll, if we're not going to do it, we'll try to make some sort of announcement. But otherwise, expect uh, these uh, chats to come out on Wednesdays. See you later.